Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, Gordon. Well, uh, Game 7 was certainly close, and it was thrilling, and the end of the game was amazing. Uh, and we can get into all of that, but the Utah Jazz come up just a little bit short. They lose uh, Game 7 in the bubble to the Denver Nuggets, 80-78, to and uh, their season is over. The Nuggets move on. Uh, they're taking on the Clippers in round number two. And, Gordon, let's start with the game itself because we have plenty of time to get into uh, what's next. I want to get your thoughts on on how the Jazz played, what happened, and uh, why they came up just short. Well, what a surprise. I mean, that game was different than any other game in that series. The whole thing's transformed right in front of us. And I, the, the whole time I'm watching that game, I'm going, okay, this is wild and wooly and it's tough. And there's defense being played, and guys are struggling offensively. And I, I just kept saying, where was this resistance earlier? I mean, it was totally different than every other game that I could remember in the series, and including Joe Ingles, uh, you know, that little uh, that little play with uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, Joe really could have gotten hurt on that. Do you see the position yeah. of his leg? Yep. He could he could have uh, really messed up his knee on that. But a little bit of a knee to the thigh of Jamal Murray, and he's hobbling around. And neither of the star players had great games in this particular game. But, man, it was tough, and it was furious, and it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Uh, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I'm with you on that. And it was totally different than what I expected. I wonder, and and I don't know how much had to do with the defense. I, I felt like fatigue was a real issue, yeah. uh, because you know this is a hard. This was a hard fought series, and yeah, I, they're not traveling and all that. But I mean, those two teams looked like, you know, boxers in the tenth round, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they, those two teams definitely look tired. I mean, Denver is going to have to try and get its legs back to take on the Clippers. That's going to be a, a a tough task for them. Um, but it, it did go really differently, and I think both coaches, because both coaches uh, were good in this series, Gordon, at, uh, at adjusting. And I thought the Jazz second half, led by the effort from Rudy Gobert, uh, who was just, he said, all right, we're all out of gas, but I'm going to try and take it to the next level. And, and uh, they erased that 14-point uh, deficit, Gordon, and put themselves back in the game. And then it came down to who was going to make plays, and the Jazz came up one, you know, one play short. Uh, well, as good as Rudy was in, uh, in in sort of scrounging up that effort, Jokic absolutely was key for the Nuggets in that game, and of course hit the game-winning shot. So, uh, yeah, there's a freaking a frag to everything. Yeah, there but it is. was. It was it was hard fought. It was that was playoff basketball, and t- don't tell me those guys didn't care about the outcome. They were. That, they were warriors out there. They really were, and i got to give them credit for that. However, I think there are some things to discuss, and we'll talk about it moving forward with the team because they did have a 3-1 lead, and they got beat three straight games. And I, I don't think that Dennis Lindsay is sitting back going, you know, I'm really satisfied with what I got here. Yeah, I think he understands that in order for the Jazz to accomplish their goals – they have to get better. You can't blow a 3-1 lead in the playoffs and be satisfied with it. Just can't do it. 
Well, listening to everybody in the post game uh, after the game, I don't. Uh, satisfaction was not something I don't mm-hmm. think anybody was feeling. So that 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 certainly was well, a, a theme. When Donovan Mitchell crumbled to the court like that, that was honest, man. That was him. He just gave everything he had, and just in the moment it's over, just collapsed. I thought, I thought, you know, there are, you've seen players through the years, Jake, who have a tendency to be a little melodramatic. That was not what that was. That was a guy who gave everything he could give mentally and physically to the outcome of a game, the outcome of a series. And when it, <laughs> I mean, when that uh, when that Conley shot missed, I think he just just everything came out. And he just collapsed, and I thought it was a cool moment when Jamal Murray came over and gave him a hug. Those two, what a series. I mean, between those two, what a showing. Spectacular. Yeah, I I really agree. And, um, you know, Donovan, his game last night, he had some some really good moments, but he was not – he did not play his. He played his worst game of the series by by a long way. Well, the turnovers were costly. Especially Nine the last one. turnovers, Gordon. Nine of them. That that is rough. I had a, a coach text me during the game who said, "If my if my best player had nine turnovers, I would I'd lose by twenty every time." I mean, it's. But that's because he was trying. He was trying to do everything he could, and I hate turnovers. You know how I feel about turnovers. It just drives me crazy. But last night as I was watching Donovan, I thought he he may at times have been trying to do things that he shouldn't have. And, uh, you know, Gary Harris surprised him on that last uh, that last move. And that cost the Jazz. However, it did create another opportunity for them with the Mike Conley shot, which was a very good, clean look, I thought, and uh, very well could have made that shot, but did not. I guess I I bring up the the turnovers uh, and I bring up that he didn't have a great game because he didn't and he's the number one player with great power comes great responsibility I believe Spider Man's uncle once said uh, and he went sat down in the post game and it, it was unbelievably accountable mm-hmm. you know he he wasn't pretending that uh, that he didn't turn the ball over there in in the final seconds he wasn't pretending that he didn't have nine turnovers he was. He was there, and he was upset that that he didn't play better, so his team could advance. I mean, truly, that he, accountability. I I find it amazing when somebody steps up during uh, times of disappointment and says, "I'm I'm accountable. I'm accountable for how this is ending, and I'm going to use it to motivate me in the future." And but, that, to to wrap up his post game pres- you know, comments. That's I mean, that's exactly yeah. what he was getting at. Well, maybe one or two less turnovers and the Jazz win that game. Or one but or two more made shots. Or I, I give him a little bit of a pass because where else where else was the help coming from? You know, where, where, he, he felt a sense of desperation. And I think he looked around and said, okay, who's going to help? Who's with me on this? And where was that? Rudy Gobert late. But who else? Where, where else? Where else was he going to turn? I get it, and it's a and it's a team game, and I'm I'm really not trying to be overly critical of Donovan Mitchell. Just had one mm-hmm. of the best series in, in Jazz history. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know Denver's two stars, uh, Jokic had thirty, Jamal Murray had seventeen. They got zero help from anybody else on their team. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you, you can look at it and say, oh, I give Donovan a pass. Where was everybody else? But, you know, in this circumstance, it, it came down to our best two guys against your best two guys. Those, you know, game seven, it, it's it's tough. It's pressure-packed, and that's where money is made uh, by best players. And, yeah, they didn't get much help. Jordan Clarkson had 10 points. He didn't score in the second half. Mike Conley was not good shooting the basketball, only eight points. Uh, uh, Joe two of thirteen or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Joe just... was was absent again. So uh, I agree with you, Gordon. That yeah, it's a team sport and they needed help. And that was one of my big talking points yesterday. But it's not like the other two guys got much help either. Mm-hmm. So and they were able to make the plays uh, at the right well, Jokic, time to Jokic to win, especially. Yeah, right. I mean, he, uh, you can give Rudy a bunch of credit, but his guy killed the Jazz. Well, and Jokic had the tougher matchup. To your point, Gordon. You know, Jokic had the the tougher job, and he came through, and he played really well. And that hook shot, and and if we want to talk about giving passes, because I'll give Rudy a total pass on that hook shot at the end of the game. Nobody nobody makes that. Nobody even takes that. <laughs> and uh, let alone just stone cold throws it in there like a Mike Brown free throw right at the rim. I mean, it <laughs> it was it was amazing that that shot went in. And yeah, you got to give him a, a ton of credit. Because that is a, a high degree of difficulty right there going over Rudy Gobert, and he nailed it. But he had, I mean, he had a tough task to do, and he came through. And so, you know, Donovan had a tough task too, and he came through at times. But well, ultimately, he, he every didn't... time except for last night. Uh, last night, right. he was. But but he was the burden on him. I think exceeded the burden on anybody else because Jamal Murray. Okay, so he didn't have. He had his worst game. And he, he was hobbled a bit. But he had Jokic. Who who does Donovan have? Well, maybe that's a question that the front office uh, needs to, to think about, Gordon. Uh, because well, it was the question we asked last but year. Be- and, 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 and Bogdanovich obviously not available. But in this specific instance, I'm looking at Donovan and he's going, okay, who? where can I go? Where can I go to get a lift, a consistent lift? But the reason I couldn't. So what does that do? You talk about accountability. He throws that burden on himself and he's going to he's going to spin around and be a whirling dervish out there and try to create things that maybe weren't to be created and turn the ball over. I don't think he has those turnovers if he has more help. So I guess the reason I said about the front office was because they're going to have to pay Rudy Gobert like that's him. So the answer to your question is it has to be Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And and Rudy, and Rudy was good last night. He was he 8 was of 13. Good. He had 19 points. That yeah. alley-oop from Mike Conley was really, really good. What do you have, 18 boards? 18 boards, two block yeah. shots. I thought he was an absolute force in the second half. So it the, the answer is it needs to be Rudy in that circumstance. And he was good, but they just weren't quite good enough. Yeah, and it, it, the, the Jazz have this goal to be to win an, an NBA championship. And so – we're, we're looking – the standard is high. And so there might be a little more criticism. There was a time when that kind of showing would have been, all right, that's promising. I mean, they, they tried real hard, you know. Was, but not according to the uh, what, what the goals that this team has set for itself. They've got to do better than getting eliminated in the first round, especially when you have a 3-1 lead. And that's to their credit that they feel that way. Anybody out there who's satisfied with what they saw in that series, as fun as it was to watch, 
uh, probably shouldn't be working for the Jazz. Gordon, we have uh, some you know breaking Jazz news at least this morning, as Crispy Haynes of Yahoo Sports. Uh, reported that, uh, and I'll just read it here, Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and the Jazz will finalize a max extension when free agency opens in mid-October, league sources told Yahoo Sports. And we talked about the game in the last segment, and you can still you know, feel free to, uh, to weigh in on what we saw last night at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, and we'll talk about it throughout the day. But it also is what's next as the Jazz now enter into an abbreviated free agent, uh, or not free agent, excuse me, offseason, that will include the free agency period and the draft in kind of a bizarre time. And uh, Donovan Mitchell, of course, uh, is eligible for that extension. And it sounds like the Jazz, and this was predictable, are more than willing to give him whatever he wants. And that's what I would do, too. I mean, who can even argue that? There is no argument there. I know, like I mentioned earlier, that Knicks fans were hoping he would finagle his way out and sign with them and all that. But why would Donovan want to go play for the Knicks other than being from that general area? I mean, the Jazz are a much better run organization than the Knicks are. And the result, they're better on the court. Donovan has, they have, they are fashioning everything for Donovan here. I don't know why anybody would have delusions that he would want to go somewhere else at this point. I mean, and he doesn't. Well, I I have a tough time even entertaining the Knicks stuff. I know that's out there. I saw our boy uh, JT, Jonathan Tavenari, trolling people on Twitter with that yesterday. Uh, But listen— Unless Donovan is getting the worst advice in the history of uh, of uh, uh, um, uh, athletic agents, he's not going to just submarine a whole year making pen- <laughs> pennies on the dollar so he can finagle his way to New York. That's that's ridiculous. So that that always bugged me because Donovan, it the the question here is is how many years is he going to sign? That's the biggest question. Not if he's going to the Knicks. Is he going to sign three, four, or five years? That's the that's the biggest question because, you, you know, is he going to sh- sign a short deal to get himself to free agency as, pass- as fast as possible? Or is he going to take the guaranteed money with bigger raises? Because we've seen it go both ways. We've seen Darren Williams, for example, went with uh, – didn't he go with the – the medium one, Gordon, or the middle one? I think he Don't went with that four, four years. That, that, that four with like an option for five, I think, is what Darren Williams did. That's the most prevalent, I think. Um, LeBron did three, hmm. if you remember way back then, because he wanted to get to free agency as pa- fast as possible. Kevin Durant went the full five. He took his, as uh, long as he possibly could. So we've, we've seen a number of different examples. But that that is the biggest story. And since it's an extension, he still has one year left on his current deal, meaning Donovan Mitchell really can't go anywhere for four years. Mm, yeah. And it's this isn't like Gordon Hayward where you're kind of going, I think he's a max player. I I think he's getting better. This is, I mean, we just saw what he did in the playoffs. I mean, he's, he beat Oklahoma City two years ago as a rookie. I'm, I'm with you, Gordon. I'm the, this, is, this is a no-brainer. The question is, what does Donovan want? That yeah. I think that's the biggest part of this story is what what does he want? I mean, if he he took the full boat and signed the five year extension to stay here, I mean that would 
that would say a lot. I, I, I don't think that's likely necessarily, but, um, you know, that's that's the biggest story in my mind. He, well, Let's take this one, one bit at a time. As far as the quality of play, what I saw in this series was beyond anything I'd seen from him before. And his remarks after the game last night, maybe we should play those, but his remarks after the game were so impressive to me. When he said, when he was asked about what went wrong, he said, we'll fix it. When he was asked about other things, he said, we're just scratching this. I'm paraphrasing here, and we can play it from him. Or, you know, we're just scratching the surface. You know, it's this is just the beginning. And, man, the kinds of words, that's the kind of awareness that is um, – pretty refreshing to hear someone talk like that yeah i agree and we'll get to those comments coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour we'll play a few uh we'll get to at least donovan and rudy and we'll see if we can't get coach snyder in as well although we can uh fit that sound in a little bit later on in the show too so we'll make sure you hear uh that sound on the show today because i'm with you i thought uh, i thought donovan's postgame comments were very impressive i thought rudy's were too um and uh, it just needs they just need a little more help and Bogdanovich will help, but they need more than that. Well, they need more than what they already got. They and I don't know. It's not my job to do it. Well, uh, let's so hold on, hold the phone, because since when did we uh, not tell people how to do their jobs? Let's let's get into <laughs> what what maybe some ideas are, not to specifics. Do this or else. But let's mm-hmm. let's talk about some things that maybe need to happen in the offseason. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the zone.